Hey, it's Barbara Phillips with NPBO, and I wanted to give you a heads up on a webinar that we have coming up Thursday, May 16th, and it will be with a certified healthcare privacy person who has been in charge of a very large healthcare organization and their privacy compliance, HIPAA, and all of that sort of thing. And I think it's very important that all clinicians attend this one because HIPAA affects all of us. And so you can get more information about that at npbusiness.org forward slash privacy matters. And just another quick heads up after that, in June, we'll be talking with someone who has been in charge of the IT compliance to protect the organization. And so this one will be geared toward how do you protect yourself as well as your practice. And I'll be sharing more information about that later. So let's move on with the podcast. This is the NP Business Matters podcast, episode number 40, Choosing an Electronic Health Record for Your Practice. Hello and welcome to the NP Business Matters podcast. I'm your host, Barbara C. Phillips, founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner and the Clinician Business Institute. And since 2007, we've been providing education, resources, and support about the business of being a nurse practitioner. You can learn more by visiting npbusiness.com and cliniciansinstitute.com. On today's podcast, I'm going to talk about choosing an EHR, an electronic health record for your practice. If you find yourself confused about the various EHRs out there, you are definitely not alone. Over on Facebook in our NP Business Group, this is the most common question after how do you start a practice? Now, before I get started, let me give you a bit of a disclaimer and a warning. I am not naming the various EHRs on the market. First of all, there are too many to mention. Secondly, as you can see, I cannot make a recommendation for you. And finally, if I did mention even one EHR, I feel I would need to mention all of them. And of course, that's nearly impossible. I will, however, give you a link later in the podcast where you can search for EHRs that meet the CMS criteria. Let's go ahead and get started. Choosing which EHR to invest in is a huge decision for your practice. It costs money in terms of dollars, but more importantly, it takes time to master the software. And getting the wrong software is going to cost you in terms of time, frustration, perhaps even patience. It affects your practice and your workload. And if you don't like the one you started with, it's not exactly a walk in the park to switch to another EHR. Believe me, I have done that and I don't ever want to have to do it again. So when choosing an EHR, what criteria should be considered? Fortunately, the Institute of Medicine has put out a list identifying what it considers to be the core functions that an EHR should be capable of performing. And this will help us 
when we start thinking about the different systems that are out there. So first and foremost, an EHR should have the ability to store clinical information and data in an electronic format that can be retrieved and viewed efficiently. That's pretty self-explanatory for us. It should also have the ability to manage test results, whether it be laboratory, imaging, or other diagnostic testing. Unfortunately, not all EHRs do this, nor do they all connect with the systems that we may be using. In addition, an EHR should be able to electronically process orders and prescriptions. Again, that's not in all systems. Ideally, the EHR should also support electronic communication and connectivity, allowing providers to communicate with one another across multiple settings. In addition, there should be some sort of system that will warn providers of possible risk factors and provide information to aid in clinical decision-making. And we do see that particularly when we're prescribing a medication that the patient may have an allergy to, we should see an alert for that sort of thing. The EHR should also be able to provide patients with information and allow patients to communicate with their providers. And while not included in all software, ideally, according to the Institute of Medicine, the EHR should provide practice management functionalities such as billing and scheduling, among other things. They also recommend that the EHR should be able to produce and share reports on clinical data concerning patient population health. Now, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services and the Office of the National Coordinator for Health Information Technology has established standards and other criteria that these systems must meet in order to qualify for the 21st Century Cures Act as well as for meaningful use. And I'll put a link in the show notes at npbusiness.com forward slash EHR where you can search and find out if the system you're using meets this updated criteria. So now let's talk about what I consider some truths about EHR. And if you follow me in any of the social media groups, you've likely heard me say this before, but it certainly bears repeating. So first of all, it's important to recognize that every EHR has its fans as well as its haters. Oftentimes an NP will ask in our Facebook group about a particular EHR. And the answer can be very confusing because there are so many people praising a system and at the same time bashing a particular system. What I've said from the very beginning is the best EHR out there is the one that will work best for you. And I realize this doesn't tell you which one that is, but this is the truth. EHRs are not a one-size-fits-all. I am frequently asked about which EHRs are free. And the truth is, free does not necessarily mean it's a good system. And in fact, while an EHR may advertise that it's free, it's crucial that you read the fine print 
as it may only be free for like the first 25 charts or maybe for the first 30 days. Additionally, there may be some hidden fees. I actually saw one EHR where the vendor was advertising that their product was free. However, you must use their billing system. And that seemed to be at a rather inflated rate. So it's important that no matter what system you're looking for, something you pay for, or something that is listed as quote unquote free, that you read the fine print. And I can't say this too often. There is no such thing as the perfect EHR. Let me repeat that. In fact, you may even want to say it with me. There is no such thing as the perfect EHR. Okay, so we know there's no perfect EHR, but how do you go about finding the best EHR for your particular practice? The very first thing I would tell you to do is to sit back and do an assessment. You know what that is. We learned that way back in Nursing 101. So take a look at what it is that you are currently using and what you've used previously. And it doesn't matter if this is an EHR from someplace that you work for somebody else or whether you're in your own practice and have an EHR that you're currently using. You want to ask yourself several questions. And you may want to write this down, but I'll also list it over at the blog at npbusiness.com forward slash EHR, where you can go and copy it. So what do you like about the product you're using now? Alternatively, what do you dislike about the product you're using now? How well does it fit your workflow? Are you able to get through the day with your charts done? Now, I realize that some of you are going to scream at me, no way, I can't get my charts done. But the thing that I, I want you to consider is, is your EHR slowing you down? Or is it that your patient load is too high and you perhaps have a problem with your workflow? So you really want to consider how much your EHR might be impacting your ability to get your charts done. Another thing to consider is how easily are you able to get information in and out of the system? Is it really cumbersome to scan documents in and have them show up in the record? Do they show up in a way that makes sense? What about your staff? Are they able to easily use the system that you're currently using? And of course, what about your patients? Are they able to access the portal? Are they able to send you messages? What kind of tech support do you get with your EHR? And is that tech support available to you when you need them? Does the system that you are currently using have what you need and what you want? Now, you might have other questions and concerns about your EHR, so be sure and write those down as well. It's important, particularly those of you going into a new practice and, and you're 
shopping around for different systems, for you to think about your workflow and the workflow of anyone else that is working for you. Stop and think about how your patients will interact with you, how the staff will interact with you, all in terms of the records and information. What is it you'll want in a new system? You might think about how easy is it for you to input data? And what type can you input? Can you upload pictures? Can you type into it? What about using voice dictation? Is there support for that? Do you want your patients to be able to schedule their sessions online? Perhaps even fill out the intake form, upload their insurance information, payment information, a credit card, for instance, and be able to sign their consents right there online. What about labs and other diagnostic testing? I've seen several people post recently that their system does not support the labs that they're using. And does the system allow for electronic prescribing? That's been an issue for a lot of people recently. And of course, in today's world, what about telehealth? And does the EHR support mobile technology? Can you utilize it from your mobile devices? And what if you are a mobile practice? Are you still able to utilize the system easily and efficiently? Now, if you're looking for an integrated system, or even if you have one, how's that working out for you? Are you able to schedule patients? Are you able to bill? Are you able to see the AR? Are you able to send patient statements? And what about the cost? When you look at the cost, you want to consider the cost per provider and staff. You want to know if your collaborating physician, if you have one, or your biller will be able to easily access the records, or is there a charge for them as well? And is there a charge in addition for the number of records being utilized that month, the number of bills being sent out that month? Is there also a charge when you access customer support or for training? You'll want to keep all of those things in mind. And while we talk about customer support, what kind of support is available to you? And is it available only between 9 and 5 p.m.? Or are there extended hours? And when you're looking at those hours and the time, what time zone is it in? So for instance, if you were on the Pacific time zone, that's three hours behind the Eastern time zone. And if your EHR support is in the east, you'll find that after three o'clock in the afternoon, if they shut down at five o'clock, you won't have access to them. So you want to make sure that you will have customer support when you need it. What else is important to you? Now, one caveat that I want you to consider is that 
Oftentimes we get questions from nurse practitioners who want to know if the EHR will work for their particular practice. They may have a psych practice, primary care, urgent care, dermatology, whatever. And it's really important to realize that while some practices may be so specialized that they actually do need something different, most systems can accommodate the vast majority of practices. So here's what I recommend that you do next. Take out a piece of paper and make three columns on it. In that very first column, write essentials. These will be all the things that you feel you must have in an EHR. That second column will be your nice to have things. Things that you would like to have if possible, but maybe they're not essential. And in the final column, these are your deal breakers. In this column, you can include things like the maximum amount you're willing to pay, lack of patient portal, lack of support for mobile devices, what, whatever it is. These are the sort of things that you absolutely cannot live without. And while it can be similar to the essential column, it is not always. When you are down to the wire, ready to make a decision, it's always a good practice to go back and look at that deal breaker column and be prepared to walk away from that system. This is where the line is drawn in the sand and you're not going to go further if you find that there are certain items missing, those things that are deal breakers. It is so important for you to take your time in making a choice for an EHR. Play with as many of them as you can. And if possible, give them a test run on actual or imagined patients. You can do it for several days, if not for several weeks. I remember the first EHR that I chose, I was able to have, I believe, a 90-day trial run on it. That was invaluable because you don't want to have to find a month into this that, oh no, this is not going to work. Another EHR that I was considering at one time, they would not allow me to have a trial. And to me, that was a deal breaker. So you'll need to figure out what your deal breakers are, but I highly, highly recommend that you get to play with it. Choosing an EHR for your practice is an important step that requires you to consider the various aspect of an EHR, how you want it to work for you, your practice, your staff, and your patients. That was a long list of things for you to consider as you're building your practice. So be sure and head on over to the show notes at npbusiness.com forward slash EHR, where you can see all of this in writing so that you can create your own list of what's important to you. You know, this is really a pain point for so many nurse practitioners, and I invite you to share how you are doing with your search for an EHR by going over to the blog at npbusiness.com forward slash HR and leave us a comment. 
Thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy day to listen to our podcast, to share it, and to support NPBusiness.com. I'm Barbara C. Phillips, nurse practitioner and founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the NP Business Matters podcast. Bye-bye now.